Here we go. Welcome to the show. Welcome to a above average podcast with me, Travis Crutcher, and me, Jesse. Back. She is back. Uh, get the adsy stuff out of the way first. As always, please check out aboveaverageleadership.com. Uh, you're going to see free stuff, lots of free stuff, actually. There's a free class you can jump on there, get some resiliency skills for your toolbox. It's an old saying. And your book. And there's the free download of the book there, Seven Essential Leadership Techniques. So check that out. Also, check out the blog spot because that is where you will find the genesis for this episode. Uh, the latest blog, which actually has gotten a ton of traction, and it is called Performance Punishment. There's a subtitle there as well, but we're not going to get into it. You'll see it when you get there because I'm sure you're going to go. All right, so aboveaverageleadership.com <laughs> is where you're going to go to check it out. And today, we're going to talk about performance punishment. Yes. Where do we begin? Gosh. I can go with don't do it. Right. <laughs> so let's let's talk about what it is. Right. Um, here's the truth, okay? That it doesn't matter it, what level of leadership you're in. I'll, we'll break it down to the house level. I, right. I was just going to say, or where you're leading. Where you're at, even with your kids. Yeah. Um, performance punishment is essentially you will lean on those that you know can execute the task without any operational oversight or li very limited operational oversight. Right. Um, and th so that's the the part that the punishment doesn't come in initially. It's when you always lean on that person right. to do that task. The continuous happening. Right. Um, and here's the deal, you know, and I've talked to a few people that I've served with before about this. This was something that I harped on constantly when I was in the military. I was, I was one of the big anti-performance punishment people. Right. Is that nine times out of 10, it's easily cured by saying thank you. Right. Um, <laughs> The problem is if you don't acknowledge the person who's achieving for you on a consistent basis is, and this is the subtitle that we said we weren't going to get into, but I'm going to talk about it anyway, because that's the whole point is you wind up, they wind up getting burnout. Right. They wind up, you know, losing motivation altogether. Yeah. They get totally disenfranchised with whatever organization, even at the house, like, you know, right. And, and what happens then is it creates a level of toxicity because now they resent the leader Yes. For never acknowledging their efforts. And they resent their peer group for not working as hard for <laughs> the same the same amount of recognition, pay, whatever it is. Right. Right. Because they're working really hard and they don't understand why they're the only ones that can get the job done. Right. And, you know, like I said, everyone, I've done it. As, as much as I say it's a bad thing, I have been in leadership positions where, you know, something last minute comes up. And this was not part of the plan. Right. And I know it needs to get done. So I'm going to go straight to my killers. Exactly. You go right to the person who knows sure. how to do it. And you are confident that they're going to get it done. I mean, look, like even in the house, right? We've got four kids. Right. <laughs> all different ages, all different capabilities. Yes. With those ages comes right. different levels of responsibility. Right. I mean, we have just, just beyond toddler and teenager. Sure. And everything in between. <laughs> but it's like, if you knew right away, you know, some cleaning or something had to get done. Right. As as great and helpful as she is, you're not necessarily... And so it's got nothing to do with the motivation of the subordinate either. No. no. Because, 
Hannah, our youngest, yes. would be first in line to help. Yes, she will raise her hand every time. But you need it done and done correctly. Okay. So you're going to go to like Levi right. or Riley right. or even Maddie yeah. to the get it done three. quick. Right. Now, that doesn't mean that Hannah doesn't have a desire to achieve on the same level. Right. But her skill set's not there yet. Correct. <laughs> so that that's the first step, though, like just acknowledging that at the micro level of our kids if you compound that to a macro level of a company, the same first step applies. Identify the ones who can, and then identify the ones who can't yet. Right. <laughs> and we can sum it up and then fix it, right? Right. That's how you fix it by creating there. There's no more gap there right. in skill set. Right. But again, I've done it. I've been <laughs> the one to go, shoot, we need to make it happen right now. Hey, you two, come here, crazies. Like, I know you can knock this out, go knock it out for me. The only reason that I was successful in doing that and why the folks that I led never went, you know, Crutcher's a jerk or he doesn't appreciate. Right. It's because I always said thank you. Yes. Yes. You always went and you went above and beyond just, hey, thanks, man. I mean, you, right. you made a point to really pull the person aside, explain to them the dire situation you were in and how they pulled you out of it. And if that was where it was left that was enough because the the person felt like they really contributed right. they made the difference between the win and the loss for the day and and just just the acknowledgement here's the thing and i'm going to go ahead and address it now because someone right now is is listening getting angry okay <laughs> i i saw it from some of the feedback from the blog initially yeah and look let me help you out if you're sitting there going you came to do a job you do the job and that's your reward okay Cool. Right. Yeah. To a certain extent, you're right. Of to course. a certain extent, I agree. Yes. However, if it's a continuous thing right. and this person is always doing more than everyone else, you can no longer lean on you do your job. Right. You can right? do a job, get it done. Now, at the same time, I'm not recommending that every time someone does anything correctly, you celebrate it. Right. You don't, you don't need am, to have a ticker tape parade of course not. when they're just getting through their checklist. I am wildly anti-participation medal. I yes. don't think you should get a participation medal. <laughs> That's not what I'm talking about. No. And you're not talking about someone just participating. Right. You're talking about someone overachieving for you because you asked them Right. To. This is your MVP for whatever the situation and the task at hand was. Because performance punishment is never a result of, I'm asking you to do the exact amount of work as everyone else for the exact amount of credit. Right. This performance is punishment is, I want you to do leaps and bounds more than your contemporaries for the same amount of recognition. Right. And do it well and do it right. And, you know, be happy about it. <laughs> do it with a good attitude. And the problem, you know, one of the issues is that, you know, we've talked about toxic leadership a little bit before. Yeah. This, this is a prime example of it. Yes. Um, and I have seen people, you know, not on my teams, fortunately, because I, I help, I kind of cracked the Da Vinci code on this sucker yes, real young in my leadership career. Very early on. Um, but I've seen people who had a lot of value to bring to an organization walk away from it because this is how their every day was. Right. And every day they would come in and know, like, it's just going to get piled on them. They, they never had a, a day where they knew what to expect. Right. Because <laughs> they were always batting cleanup and doing it well. Right. And meanwhile, they're watching their peer group totally flounder. Right. 
do half as much work, if that. Right. And, you know, it's. Right. And they're getting the same thank you on the way out the door that everyone else is getting. And it, it feels completely like you're being ignored and it's just devaluing the effort you're putting in. And, and the reality, you know, I, I talk about how I've been guilty of doing it to folks. Yes. I've been on the receiving end of it before, right. too. <laughs> yes. And and you can break that down, too, from the, you know, business level or military level all the way into school and at the house. Right. I mean, I mean and it happens, you know, and that's the thing, like, being on the side of it that I am, I understand that it happens. Right. And even in the times in my military career when it happened to me, I could always empathize with the leader and go, I get it. It's got to get done. Right. In the civilian sector, when I've been in the corporate side of things, like same thing, my always my initial is like, I got you. Right. Not a problem. Let's yes. make it happen. Yes. For me, I was very fortunate in the military that if I was the on the receiving of performance punishment, it was typically short lived. Right. And generally later acknowledged. Right. You had good leaders. Because I had good part. leaders. Um, I cannot say the same for the corporate sector, however. <laughs> I really wish I could. Yeah. Something I'm setting out to fix. Right. But, you know, most of the time it's, you did a great job doing more than it was expected yesterday. So I'm going to give you more today. And then I'm going to give you more the next day. And then more the next day. And while it's, there's a, a sense of flattery. Right. Because you know, you're the clutch person. Right. right. I you was going to say, it's very flattering. Sure. But guess what? <laughs> <And> flattery yet... <laughs> doesn't help me with my rest cycle. No. Flattery doesn't help me with my checkbook. No. Flattery doesn't get me a lot of things that should be the reward for that level of responsibility. Right. Because here's what happens. If you if you are in the in the habit of continually performance punishing your folks, what's going to wind up happening is they're going to know your job better than you do. Right. And you're going to get real mad when they ask you for it. And right. Because that's what comes next. But at the end of the day, they've earned that job more than you have over the last three, four months. Because they've been doing double duty. They've right. been doing their job plus... The job of two or three others. Right. And and whatever the leader wasn't able to handle, that was pushing off on them. So... And, and whether it's, you know, man, the reason the leader couldn't handle it, we could go into a whole talk about that. But generally, right. it's like either they lack the skill set, right. they lack the exposure, or they're disconnected. Right. One of those things is going to preclude them from making it happen with the team at hand. So they're going to lean on you mm -hmm. to engage the team to make it happen. So at a certain point, your skill set, your influence, your ability to get things done with the team that exists is going to overshadow that of your leader. And then they're going to wonder why you want their job. Right. And then they're going to really scratch their head and wonder why you don't want yours anymore. Right. Well, they're also going to start wondering why people start going to you instead of coming to them for guidance. And you know what? I've seen that. I, if we're being honest, I saw that in the military, you know, there was times where so-and-so soldiers would come to me to ask what was going on. And it happened, you know, I won't say an exact time frame when it happened, <laughs> but there's a whole bunch of hooligans out there who know when, um, at any rate, these, these individuals would come to me and say, hey, what's going on tomorrow? What's going on tomorrow? What's going on tomorrow? And I would right. tell them every time. Right. And once word got out that I was doing that, yes. their leadership came to me like, hey, that's messed up. I go, no, no. What's messed up is they have to ask me. Right. 
What's messed up is you're not doing your job. Right. You're not being a reliable source of information for them. And they want to know what's happening. They're trying to engage and be prepared and they're not able to get the information. So go to the person that has it. And the thing is like, look, it, what we're going to get to the fix of it shortly anyway. But right. the reality is like, if, if you find yourself as a leader with those, you know, three to five people that, you know, every time you can rely on to get it done as a good leader, that is like gold because now you know who you can mentor. Right. Right. Because you want to be training the next person to take your job so that you can move up because you're such a stellar leader. <laughs> I said it a million times. And what's crazy is that it was just a given in the military that you knew if everyone who worked with you, all of your subordinates knew your job, that you could train and you could do, you're right. promotable. Exactly. You're not replaceable. That's And the thing is, in the corporate side of the world, what I've seen is they go, well, I can't let you know everything because then I you can replace me. Right. You want me to because then you can move up. <laughs> exactly. But they don't get that philosophy. Right. It's, they, they hoard certain parts of information so you're never quite as good. Right. And it, But it makes everyone's job miserable when there's no light at the end of the tunnel as far as when I'm proficient at this, then I'm ready to move up. If you always feel like someone is restraining, you know, the talent and information and you're just trapped, it's, right. it's really it's, an uncomfortable feeling. Because and and trapped is the perfect adjective because that you're just stuck. Right. You, you can't, you know, that, that, you know, if they're doing this to you on a daily basis, they're not receptive to hear, Hey, this is a problem for me. Right. So you can't do that. You, you're worried that you're going to lose your job just for sticking up for yourself. Exactly. And the other thing that's that's so silly about it for that leader is that if you've got five people who can just do it, then you can, you've already identified the people to help you fix it. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. You, you can take a whole bunch off your plate by asking these five people, let's make the rest of the team as good as you are. <laughs> and, and that's, you know, again, it, and it hurts my feelings because it's such a, a corporate buzzword these days, the word empowerment. Mm -hmm. And yet it is so wildly misapplied or not applied at all. Right. It's like, just the word. <laughs> what it means, if anyone's still going, great idea, Travis, what does empowerment mean? Well, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> okay. It means to give your subordinate folks the tools they need to train the task themselves, right. right? Give them all the knowledge you've got and then unleash them on the task. Exactly. It's, it's like, you know, if, if you had just a pack of wild dogs and you let them off a leash after a rabbit, they're just going to go. They're going to relentlessly <laughs> pursue that. That's what you want from your team. You want them so ready, so hungry to execute it. They're so prepared that you just, you don't even worry about what's coming down that day. Right. You just unleash your people right. and let them, relentlessly pursue the task. Exactly. They, they see it and they're on it already. But you don't get there without that all important and quite elusive from what I've seen step called mentorship. Right. Like you, you can't just come in and go, okay, you guys know it. Why aren't you teaching them? Right. Like the ability to teach and train something is not an innate skill. No, no, not for most people. I would say it's definitely not, you know, even from where I come from, like, you have to really know it and you've got to practice the teach part before you're good at it. Right. I mean, sometimes it's very difficult to explain what it is you do, <laughs> you know, in a way that someone else 
can get all the nuance and repeat that magic over and over again. Do you know what I think? I, I had a conversation with someone last week, in fact, mm -hmm. and we were talking about that old adage about those who can't do teach. Right. And how wildly wrong that is. Because <laughs> where I come from in the military side of things, those who can do the best are the ones that teach. Right. And so I think we've come to a point, particularly in the corporate sector, where you know, you put your instructors who are going to teach curriculums. Those are the folks who like, they had a little experience doing it, but for the most part, they're really good at putting out information. Right. Whereas what you need is someone who really knows how to teach it. Right. They've really been there. They've experienced they, they've it. They've done the thing. Right. And so if you're in a spot where you've got those five and they're the best at doing the thing, you need to cultivate that skill in a way that they can articulate it to the rest of your team to teach and train them. Exactly. how to execute at their level right and because everybody learns and takes an inf information differently having two amazing people or five amazing people who can you know work in different capacities with different people is really helpful well you know and i've been there on the receiving end of it there's been spots where i'm i'm in, i'm in a team that's not it's kind of fluid right right so you may not have the same folks in that team every day but you've got that handful that are always around. Mm. And of that handful, these two are amazing. Right. <laughs> and it's a very uncomfortable spot to be in as a leader every day worrying that those two aren't going to be there. Right. Who's going to be there? Right. I mean, why not take some How much some easier <laughs> and less stressful is my life if I know they all know it? Right. It doesn't make any difference what combination of people show up. It's still going to be just as fluid. And And, you know, like... Again, though, what does that do to the individual that is good at it? It creates an unrealistic expectation for them now that you don't get to have a life outside of this. Right. You better not have a car accident. I need you. Right. You better not get sick. <laughs> right. I need you. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that is not a fun spot to be in. No, because, because that person will get sick. There will be a day when they're not there, whether it's scheduled or unscheduled. And it's not fair the leader to be calling that person or texting that person or emailing that person unless it's how you're doing right unless they're checking right. on them with but if no it's, why aren't other you here? connection right that that is inappropriate because what you want as a leader is for those folks who are so invaluable you want them to get sick and wake up not feeling good and take it upon themselves to go i need to go because i know they need me right and then when they get there, you better look at them and go, you need to get out of here. Right. We can handle this. You need to go, go home. <laughs> right. You look terrible. I can tell you're sick or whatever it is. Whatever it is. Lead and let them know they're appreciated. And because you've taken the time to train the rest of them. Right. It's not an issue. It's going to be fine. I mean, you know, there's countless examples that I've encountered where the burnout thing is real. Yes. You know, it and it. Granted, like, you know, I, I can lean on the military side of the house and there's there's more of that suck it up mindset, right? Right. Where you're not in a position where you get to complain, you signed a contract, you're stuck, Chuck. Right. I mean, it, it's a, it is more of a lifestyle commitment. Right. I mean, you know, a little bit about me. I drug myself into work over the course of six months doing chemotherapy. Right. Didn't miss a single day no, of work. Not a single day. And I had my leadership going you don't need to be here and me going, but here I sit. Right. So give me some work, you know, right. That's what you want. Right. But if you have it the other way, 
where they feel like they're stuck, then it's not long before they get burnt out. It's not long before, look, whatever you're paying them ain't enough. Right. It's not enough to keep them around if they're burnt out. No, because if they're burnt out, it is because all of their waking hours, all of their extra thoughts, everything is focused on what the work situation is. Right. And, and again, those, those after work thoughts about how to improve, those are going to come, but you want those to come organically, not because they feel like if they don't fix it, they're going to be in trouble. Right. Or because they're excited about it or, you know, something popped in their head. Oh, this is going to make it so much easier. I can't wait to share it. But you're never going to get that level of buy-in from somebody if you're not acknowledging the effort they already put in. Right. <laughs> if, they, if they're just getting beat down every day. Right. And run ragged and never even a high five. Look, and again, not a participation trophy guy. Not no. a, but look, effort matters. Yes. And I can tell you, and you know this. There were there have been occasions in my leadership history where we had a lot to happen. Like whatever yes. team I was leading, you look at it logistically and it's not possible. Right. There's no way. <laughs> but because I had taken the time to make sure everyone had the same skill set. Right. 80% of the time when it logistically said it wasn't going to happen, it happened. And, and it that, happened well. Yes. To standard or above standard yes. every time. Now on that small 20% time frame where it, it just fell short and we knew it was going to going into it. Right. Everyone, my leadership was like, you're not going to make it, right. you know? Right. And if we prove that true, but my team still just, I mean, they move mountains that they could. Right. I would buy them food the next night for trying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I'd let them pick what they wanted. Yes. And I would always make a point to say, Hey, look, like you guys didn't make what we set out to make happen but I want you to know that we achieved 80% more than anyone thought we were going to get done. Right. So even in the shortcomings, you ha you have to celebrate the effort. Yes. And that's such a, I mean, that's a free thing for you to do. Right. That gives them all those great endorphins that they, that a human being just needs. Exactly. And it's not dude. Look, if you are too busy to tell someone good job, right. what you need to do, and I'm just going to be real is shut up, sit down in the corner and color and let someone else lead. Yeah. Because you're not a leader. No, no. If you can't show appreciation from a genuine place that that is something that you need to cultivate. And, it, you know, I was having a conversation earlier today with somebody about just all the, the philosophies and of leadership and whatnot. And like what I said to them, and this is, hugely important when it comes to this particular topic is like, if what you're doing as a leader is not people centric, you're wrong. Right. Right. You've lost sight. And it's it. all about the product, all about the bottom line, all about the hours worked. It's, it, it's the bottom line is a direct reflection of how you lead those people. Right. Like nothing ever got put on a shelf without a person involved. Right. Nothing, None of it's going anywhere without no your No spreadsheet people. ever got built. No code ever got written. No gym ever got opened. None of that ever got achieved without people. No right. one's membership goes up without people. Right. And if, if you only focus on the in-state goal and not on the people that are going to get you there, again, here's a box of crayons. Go over <laughs> there and color, and we'll, we'll let you know when things are safe for you to come out. <laughs> because, and, and that's the problem, though. Like, 
you know, we talked about disconnected leadership a little bit last mm -hmm. time and how those folks, the toxic leaders, they would never know that, oh, maybe I should tell Cliff, thank you. Right. Oh, Jen worked hard tonight. Maybe I should say something. Maybe I should say something. It doesn't dawn on them because they're of that mindset. You come and you do the job you're hard to do. <laughs> right. Like, man, I hope that works for you. <laughs> I hope you can have the philosophy of you come to do. I challenge you to do this. Start a company tomorrow with five people. Do anything with five people tomorrow. And they all agree to do it. And you let me know if in a month they're all still five there. If you go in with the philosophy of you said you're going to do it. So you come here and do it. Right. Well, the th I mean, the thing is, is like even in our relationship, we say thank you to each other. Right. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, you know, we're we're quite committed to each we're other. We're contractually obligated. <laughs> that's right. We sign paperwork and everything. Right. We wear rings. We do all it's the things. It's way spendier to split. <laughs> but, but that's you, one of the ways you show each other that you care and you are, have acknowledged something that they've done that's made your life easier by just saying thank you. I appreciate that you did that. But you know, that's a, a perfect example because I don't I can't think of another relationship on the planet that is going to ask the other more right. than a marriage. Yes. I'm gonna lean on you more and you're gonna lean on me more for all facets of our existence. And we don't pay each other. No. <laughs> we just say thank you. Right. We show gratitude. Right. Oh Lord, did I say that word? Don't say gratitude. It has no place in business. <laughs> I'm telling business you. Business would be a better place. If you if took there was a walk through gratitude. most companies and talked to the entry level people there, you would find out that they don't think that word exists in their yeah. business. Which is so unfortunate. It's unfortunate because you know at the top of that organization, there's a CEO who's all about gratitude. Right. And very thankful for each individual. Probably buys people stuff on his team stuff every day. Probably. <laughs> you know, like he's all about saying thank you. Yes. He didn't get to where, or he or she did not get there by not showing gratitude. Right. And yet, it, that again, that big gap of toxic leadership yeah. between CEO and day one person, it gets lost in translation. And all of a sudden, all we care about is the bottom line. All right. we care about is the company objective. Look, buddy, the company objective fails without the people. Right. A hundred percent of the time, Every if, time, if everyone quits tomorrow, you're going to get there. Probably not genius. It's not possible. Like, and what blows my mind though, is like, these seem like fresh concepts. Yeah. It, it, it is really shocking. I mean, if you, you're not friends with people who aren't appreciative, if you give them a gift and they're like, whatever. Right. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like, here, look, I've been on the receiving end of some doozy gifts in my day. That's, that's a fact. That I look at and go, what in the world? <laughs> some of them given by me. True story. <laughs> there are shirts from 10 years ago with tags on them. <laughs> but in the moment, right. because you put forth the effort, right. I go, thank you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Even though it wasn't quite right, thank you. Right. Thank you for trying. Yes. And then later we retrained and I'm like, here's the shirts I wear. <laughs> It's true, though. You see these five shirts I wear every day? More like that. Not so much what you did. Right. Like some of them I open and hear the Miami Vice theme song. And I'm like, wait a second. This isn't quite my style. But I'm going to say thank you. That's right. And we'll talk about You've it later. You've never made me feel bad in the moment or when we've been retraining. Right. And again, it's not that difficult, though. 
No. It's not that difficult. It's not. And it, it doesn't have to make anybody feel bad. It, you know? <laughs> but, but in today's corporate world, yeah. I mean, to show gratitude, you would, I, to some of it, them, they think it's a sign of weakness. I was just going to say, it's viewed as a weakness when you're really appreciative of someone. I mean, you want, look, as a leader, if your ego is involved, you want people to talk about how awesome you are. Right. And it's not because you give them free stuff. It's not because you give them long lunches. It's because they know you care. Right. And as simple as saying thank you for doing what, they, look, yeah, they are there to do that. Thank them for doing it. Right. Because you weren't doing it. Right. It wouldn't have gotten done otherwise. If they weren't there, it's not happening. Right. Like, I've legitimately thanked people for showing up to work. <laughs> I'm not joking. Yes. <laughs> thank you for coming today. Yeah. I, you know. People who I knew were going out the night before. Yeah. And I'm like, oh boy. Here we go. I'm not going to be tomorrow. And they show up like, thank you. Right. Thank you for coming to work. I bet your head hurts and I'm sorry for you. Here's a goodies powder. Let's get on with our day. You know? Right. Right. It's not that difficult. And the thing is like, they're appreciative because look, here's the other thing for leaders and get your mind right on this one is you think you've got power in the situation. You have zero power. <laughs> zero power you think that they're going to come to work because you said so no guy no or gal right that's not how this works <laughs> there's a magical thing called call in yes and there's nothing you can do about it right <laughs> right if they just decide to not show up what are you gonna do there's nothing there's nothing you can't go to their house and drag them out of their room and are they going to show up when they're burnt out when they're disenfranchised when they feel unappreciated no. Are they going to show up to do more work than all their contemporaries for less, for the same or less credit sometimes? Absolutely not. No. They're not going to do that. They're going to say, oh, I don't feel like it. <laughs> and then after a while, they're going to say, like, they don't feel like it once a week. And right. they're not going to feel like it twice a week. And on the third day a week, they start feeling like it. They're looking for a new job. Exactly. And then they just quit calling. Right. They stop calling. No call, no they're show. They're just not there. And they're just not coming back. And you're going to stomp around your little cube right? Your little office with your window and you're going to get mad about it because that's, that's not cool. And you said you'd be here and you said you'd do something. They would still be there if it weren't for you. Right. If and you, that's the unfortunate truth is had you taken the time to care about the people, it would have changed the environment drastically. And anyone going, that's not, that's not how our company does things. I, I promise you, unless your name is on the building, that's how they want you to do it. Yeah. That's how they want you to do it. Yep. There's not a successful business person on the planet that's been slinging whatever they're slinging for more than five to 10 years that doesn't know those people matter. Exactly. I mean, you know, every major retailer on the planet says the people matter. The problem is they've got a lot of people that don't know that leading their teams. Right. And that's not, you know, that's everywhere right now. Yes. No, I don't think it's exclusive to and it's, any one It's not a company problem. No, it's not a, it's, it's a people problem, right? People get into leadership positions and think that their ego still matters. They think their agenda still matters. Right. They think their way matters. All that goes out the window right? or that they're under fire. So they put their blinders on and they just are so concerned about getting the job done that they're supposed to be doing. Right. Everything else goes out the window. And the thing is, the folks that, that don't give any of the credit away to their people, they don't acknowledge them when they do a good job. They don't thank you to the people going,
going above and beyond for them are the same people to blame them when it doesn't get done. Right. Like, let me help you out, dude. That bus coming down the street is for you, <laughs> not your people. Right. So jump under that sucker and get out of the way. Don't throw anyone under it. That's your fault. Right. If it failed, it's on you. If it wins, it's on them. Right. I, and I'm going to probably try and say that every episode because it, for whatever <laughs> reason, it's a hard concept. Well, it is a hard concept. I think just human nature is you don't, you don't want to take the blame. You know, you, you want to keep your, your name clean. But you know what? And I'll tell you, I'll give you an example of how the first time this really hit home for me of who's really to blame. Mm. Right. <laughs> um, because in my brain, like the way I've, I've hashed it out from this learning experience is the one in charge is to blame for the success or failures. Right. You could even say for the behaviors of, mm -hmm. let me help you. Okay. When I was a squad leader mm -hmm. way, way back, <laughs> I used to go, gosh, dang it. These drill sergeants, yeah. these soldiers they're sending us are terrible. <laughs> and then I became a drill sergeant right? <laughs> and I was like, gosh, dang it. These recruiters, why don't they do a better job vetting these people before they send them to us? These guys are terrible. <laughs> and then during my time as a drill sergeant, I worked with recruiters for about six months for a session. Yes. And when I was working with those recruiters and I saw the pool of people they had to draw from. Right. I went, gosh, dang it. It's the parents. <laughs> it's the parents are responsible. And that's the same here. Right. You can't go. It's, it's not gosh, dang it this team, gosh, dang it, that team, it's gosh, dang it. Who's leading these people. Yeah. Who's influencing their behaviors. Who is showing them the right way. They're to blame. Yes. Just like you're to blame for your kid going out and being a jerk in public. Right. right. These leaders are to blame for their people, not executing to standard. So if it fails, it's your fault. If you hadn't got it before now and you don't get it now, Come find me. Right. We can have a face-to-face -face conversation. Right. I mean, it can be a hard pill to swallow, but it really is true. If you're not showing and also doing what you expect, how is anyone ever really going to get it? But it's because it's because people become managers. Okay. Right. And a manager is in charge. Right. No player. You're a leader. Right. And you're responsible. Exactly. A manager... Anybody can tell someone when to go to lunch, when to take a break, and keep track of 15 names on a piece of paper. Sure. Anybody can do that. But a leader is not only going to keep track of all those 15 peoples and their lunches and their breaks and everything else, but they're going to know how they're doing and maybe what they had for lunch. And, you know, they're going to have some, some of themselves invested in the people. They're also going to know what they're not great at. Right. And instead of going, I'm not going to make them do that. They're going to go, okay, I need to work on them to right. make them. Okay. So now we're going to talk about how to fix it a little bit since yes, it's kind of yeah. lending itself to that. Right. <laughs> and I, I'm going to give an example of exactly this. All right. So there was a platoon that I was responsible for and had some people in it. And that's <laughs> as far as I'm going to go. I'm not going to share any names, but um, I, I was always good at, like Excel spreadsheets yes. it was just, I had a, an aptitude for it and I can get deep into the weeds on it. I can pivot table your face off. Like I'm good at Excel. <laughs> right. um, but there was someone in my platoon who was terrible at Excel. Mm -hmm. This person was not computer savvy 
at all. Right. Strong Ranger could pick up all the heavy, <laughs> but you know, put him in right. front of a computer and it's like everything's typed in wing things. Right. right? He's just it's just <laughs> it's not just his way. Right. And so a lot of the time, right, if I had to update something, I would either do it, the PL would do it, or we had one or two, again, performance punishment, here it comes. Yeah. <laughs> one or two people in the platoon that I knew were really good at it, and I'd hey you to come help me out. Mm. Now, here's another little tip with performance punishment. Only do that if you're tied up. <laughs> if you right. can't do it yourself. If you can't do it yourself. I know it's hard as a leader to actually work, <laughs> but don't ever put more onto someone who works with you if you can't do it yourself. If you can't knock it out, then yeah, pass it off. And that's what I would do. If I was wrapped up doing something, couldn't update Excel, I'd be like, hey, crazy, knock this out for me while I do this. Yes. Because right there is the thank you. Oh, I'm doing this to help out because they're doing this and we're all succeeding. Right. We have something else to get done. If you don't do that, they're going, I'm doing this and they're sitting on their hands. Right. <laughs> so that's how things generally flow. However, came a time where I had some extra time on my hands. We had a, a longer suspense to accomplish what we had to accomplish. And among those things was this particular Excel spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. So I call the one who's terrible at Excel spreadsheets and I go, hey, wild man. This is what you're doing today. And could not have been less excited about a task ever. <laughs> I mean. Well, I'm sure the person recognized the fact that that was not their strong suit. Right. So. Immediate resistance. In. <laughs> and, and that's going to happen. Right. All right. If you're trying to train someone, get them caught up. When you bring them into the thing they know they're not good at, they're going to not like it. Right. And that's when you have to be strong enough as a leader to go, hey, look, I know you don't like this. Right. I know it's not your strong suit. I know you've had issues in the past, whatever it is. And then get, but that's all right. We've got the time right now and I'm going to help you through it. Right. I'll be right here. If you need something, if exactly. you get hung up, ask me and we'll get through it. And so that's what this guy did for the entire day. You know, his eyes hurt. He stared at that computer so long, <laughs> but he got it done. Right. We had we would never have all day to do a spreadsheet. It would be like, you got 10 minutes to get that sucker updated. And so you got to know all the controls of everything and get it done. Right. Didn't have that. And so we hunt and pecked our way through this spreadsheet for the entire day. Next time spreadsheet comes up, I call him in again. Hey, remember that thing you did last time? Yep. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And probably by lunch that day, had it done. Again, not the 15 minute time frame that myself or one of the more proficient folks could have done it in, but vastly improved right. improvement is improvement remembered how they did it last time had a few hiccups applied it made it happen we did this over the course of probably two months and before you know it he's my go-to he's now he's surpassed the other clutch individuals that i would go to <laughs> to knock this out if i couldn't do it but that was because you took the time to train him but i fixed the problem right so now it's not just me it's not just the pl it's not these two wizards we got this guy too and if you do that as a leader, then you'll fix your problem set. Because now I've got five people who are great at it, myself included. So you take myself and the PL out for most cases because we've got other things to do. Right. And that's fine as a leader if you've got other things to do. Right. Then you take your three murderers, the three guys who are just or gals who are amazing at this. And you go, hey, look, we've got some white space today. We've got some downtime. What I want you to do is lead a class on this thing you know so well and then give everyone an opportunity to work through it right because Try now now we're at that lunchtime suspense with the whole team exactly and if you can incorporate that 
over the course of the next couple of months, you've got the 15 minute time frame with the whole team. And now everyone's trained to standard. Right. Right. And it's not an issue. And people will volunteer when that thing comes out. Hey, I'll, I'll knock that out while you guys do whatever. And the reality is the, the beauty of it. If you're sitting there as a leader going, we don't have time. You don't need it. <laughs> you don't need the time. You have to make the time for your team. And I know you can do that. I've never been in an organization where I couldn't find time to train. It just doesn't exist. Right. Anyone who tells you differently is lying. <laughs> Or they're well, not. There, but there's a lot of value in just having someone shadow somebody else, even just watch them work through the process, even if there's not time to break it right. all down into simple steps. Just seeing the motions happen makes it. And you're right. Maybe you don't have time to pull the entire team to work on this thing today, but maybe you've got time to grab one of your ones that's really good at it and one of your ones has never touched it and put them in the corner over here and let them work on it. Yeah. Maybe it's an hour. Maybe it's 20 minutes, whatever you're training. You're exactly. fixing the problem set. So what do we fix? Boy, what do we not fix? <laughs> well, the other thing about it, just really quick, is the person that now you're having trained has an has an elevated sense of importance. And the person that is being trained is also getting that elevated sense of importance because now they feel like they trust me enough to teach me this skill. And I am going to get to this proficient level and I'm, I'm going to make a difference. And, and in that vein, look, the amount of buy-in that you get from something so small is huge because that person who's now getting those feel-good endorphins about I'm being trained on something, they, they're not worried about job security as much anymore. They're not right. worried about being fired tomorrow because they've got a skill set that makes them valuable to the team. Now, if you've got that person you just let come in and, and do what they want and not achieve, they, they don't have any buy-in to the team. No. And when they're when they're tired or they get the first little bit of burnout or the first little bit of negative you know, impact in their life from it, they're going to walk away. They're the one calling it on Tuesday simply because it's Tuesday and that's the day they picked. Right. You know, they don't care <laughs> right. about the success or failure of the organization. Right. So if you want buy-in the organization, train them. The other thing that you've done is, you know, and buy-in is a huge byproduct of it. But so this gap between the doers and the non-doers is getting smaller and smaller every day. There's built-in acknowledgement. There's built-in thank you from saying, you're my trainer, right? right? Like you said, that person doing the training, they feel better about the extra work now because it's made them valuable to the team as a trainer. And, and they know that you recognize they are very proficient at, at this set of skills. So you've beaten the performance punishment aspect already right. by showing them that you're going to utilize their heightened skill set to bring everyone to their level. Cause now they've got super buy into the task, right? right? One, I'm the subject matter expert, right? There's <laughs> right. a little bit of authority there right. they, that makes them feel good. And two, I'm going to make every night of or day of my life easier now right. because I'm going to teach you what I know. Exactly. That way we can all do it. Right. We can all do it. And whether we can all do it together or we break it up, it's all getting done. Those are the immediate benefits that you get. There are some follow-on benefits that are also wildly important. So now you've taken a peer trainer and have them go train their peers. Here's what's great about that. Those peers are going to talk about things that they will never talk to you about. Yes. They're going to share aspects of their lives. They're going to share pain points. They're going to share problem sets. They're going to share things about you that you're doing wrong that they don't like. <laughs> right. All that stuff. 
but you've got this person now who is your conduit to that team right that is your trainer and you're gonna you can use that and go hey so how did training go exactly oh it went really well are they getting it yeah they seem to get it anything come up i need to know about and i'm telling you they're gonna go oh yeah like they hate when you do this right or they love it when you do this right or their dog just died right right did you know at home that these four things are going on and you know it made me feel really bad for them maybe we should x y and z for this person and so look at what that does for you as a leader you have done nothing (laughs) you have put forth zero effort and yet you've got someone trained you've beaten the performance punishment thing and you're learning about your team so that you can fix problems before they snowball out of control and you've got the call-ins coming because life is in the way right and you're also developing a team that's very tight-knit that genuinely cares about each other because when they found out that these four things were going on at home their first you know inclination was to say mom ask my wife to make a casserole and drop right. it by the house and maybe we could get a card and have everybody sign it and you know they really start to care about each other there's a real investment and and from the leader's perspective look it, it you've done nothing so far to get this nugget of information about your person right and a lot of the time all you got to do is just ask them how they're doing. Right. You don't have to even hook them up with a resource. You don't have to tell them any advice, nothing. Right. You know, take two minutes of your day and ask them how they're doing. Right. And then they will do anything for you. Exactly. And I can tell you like from shoot, when I was a little baby private, right. Day one in the military, like hadn't been in the military very long. I remember the first time I walked by my battalion commander to salute him. And he said, what's up to me? And said it by my first name. Yeah. The first time my battalion, and I hadn't been in the unit very long, you know, maybe, maybe three months, something like that. And mm-hmm. I was, I was relatively good at what yes. I did. So yes. some folks kind of got right. to know me pretty quick. You were, you were notable. But I walked by my battalion commander and I saluted him and he saluted me back and said, what's up, Travis? And it blew my mind. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> and you could have said, hey, follow him to hell tomorrow. And I'm like, let's go. Okay. I'll, I'll lead. I'll right. take point. I would have done anything he asked me to for knowing my first name. Right. <laughs> right. For knowing my first name. Yeah. So if you ask them how their cat's doing, right. Over the moon, man. Right. Over the moon. I think that's the thing. It's like and and when you are doing this, it's with nothing else in your hands. You're not looking at a computer, you're not looking at your phone. You're actually looking in the person's eyes and you're not distracted and you say, how are you doing? I'll take it a step further (laughs) because you're right. Body language means so much. Like if I'm having one of those conversations with someone, like you said, nothing in my hands, I'll lean against something. Right. Like you're there to stay for a while. I'm here. Right. I'm here to have a conversation. Tell me what you got to tell me. Right. And if you want to drive that impact home, like you want to knock that sucker out of the park have that person ready to jump through flaming hoops for you ask them again on wednesday right blow their mind that you remembered exactly and the thing is is if you're not someone that remembers things well write it down somewhere just have a little tiny notebook that you carry in your pocket i won't say it because she'll wake up but the hey s word (laughs) and make yourself a note on your phone remind me on wednesday to say whatever right and that's it and look it doesn't it's not disingenuous either. If no. you're worried about that, like, oh, that's disingenuous that you've got your phone reminding you. It's not disingenuous because when I do it, I really care how Fluffy's doing. Right. I really care, you know, if 
if the car's fixed. I really care how their toe feels. Like I really care. Right. Because at the end of the day, I know one, that's a human being and they, exactly. they're worth my time. And two, it can have a really bad negative impact on what I'm here to achieve if fluffy or the toe or the car isn't better. Right. <laughs> and right. so, you know, flash the bang, you've maybe used 10 minutes of your time in a week. You've created the fix for the training gap. Right. You've overcome performance punishment aspects because you've acknowledged the people who are executing for you. Right. You've increased bonds with your team because you've learned things that you wouldn't know. And you've increased the loyalty of your team because you show that you care by following up. Right. And it's taken you 10 minutes. Right. Of actual time. Right. And maybe one note. <laughs> so if, if your excuse was there's not time, I'm sorry. Right. Debunked. Right. Exactly. There's time. <laughs> there's time. And it takes practice. You know, if, if you're somebody that's just real busy and, you know, occupying your your time and your mind and your hands yeah. with, with and stuff, you, know, you have to practice putting things down and stopping. I've been there. And look, and and maybe you're you're not this kind of person, but I am because this stuff I believe to my bones. I've been there where, you know, into the last workday rolls around and I forgot to follow up about Fluffy or whatever mm -hmm. with person X. And they're already out the door. I have jogged after people in the rain. Right. Like, hey, sorry, I forgot to ask how so-and-so. Right. And they'll laugh at you sometimes like, idiot, don't worry about it. You know, but... <laughs> Man, you want to talk about an impact. Like, right. You chase them down. It's that important to you. Exactly. And the reality is, is when someone asks them how their day was when they get to their house or they're having a conversation on the phone, the first thing they're going to say is, you know what? My crazy boss chased right. me down in the rain because they were wondering how my cat was. Right. And, and the cat's fine, you know, and they'll have a good laugh over it. But it's the first thing that they share because it's something that touched them. And, you know, if you're one of those ego leaders, man... There you go. Yeah. Because your reputation is going to, it's going to extend so far from your workplace. Right. People you never met are going to know your name because right. of the impact you have on the individual. Right. Because it's all about people. Right. I mean, we can have a thousand shows and a thousand different learning points and it's always going to come back to that. Right. It doesn't always mean quit listening. It just means. Right. <laughs> keep listening. Right. <laughs> so wrap it up real quick. Yeah. Performance punishment. Don't do it. Don't do it. Causes burnout. Right. Causes exhaustion. It causes turnover. It causes a huge loss of talent. Because, and that, you know, last little point I'll make. You're never going to burn out or performance punish the people who aren't good. Right. It's only your talent that right. this happens to. Right. So if you want talented people, stop doing that. Right. Stop doing that. Uh, yeah. Train them. Fix it. It's easy. Care right. about the people. Right. Say thank you. Gratitude is a weird thing. Right. Buy a box of cookies. <laughs> it's, Buy the it's, cookies. It's not, it's not difficult. It's not difficult to show someone that you care. Make a giant poster board, you know, and as they walk out, you hold it up and it says thank you. The, you know, sometimes the silly things are things that pull at people's hearts right. and make them go, they really are human. And I really like working here. I mean, look, and again... Last thing I'll say, but it, it supports what you're saying right now. I remember one person, they didn't even work for me. All right. They weren't even a part of my team at all. But I remember every single day, like I, they did really well at something one day and I witnessed it. Mm 
Mm -hmm. Right. And it was kind of a turning point for them because they had had a rough go starting out. Right. And I remember I made a big deal out of it and I stood there and had every other person that worked there and the person they did such a good job for clap for them. <laughs> so like six people are clapping for this individual right. and it was funny. Right. 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 But every single time I saw that person after that every day, at least once, probably more than that, <laughs> I would stop and clap for them right. and just say their name and celebrate. And, you know, people walking by would start clapping because people are clapping. <laughs> people are clapping. And they don't know why. <laughs> I would randomly send other people who were in the business, who weren't even part of the business. Right. Hey, go over to that person and clap for them. And they would do it. <laughs> and because this kid was a rock star, right? just above and beyond all the time. No complaints for the people he actually worked with, right? Right. His his team lead thought he was incredible. Mm -hmm. And it took me no effort. Right. No effort. Right. I think that's the thing. It's, you know, it's the old treat people how you want to be treated. You know, it, everyone wants to be recognized for their efforts. Now, again, be aware. Right. Like, had that embarrassed him and he hated right. it, I'd have right. never done it again. No, of course not. But, of course, in the moment, he cheesed it up. He's doing the little... Miss America wave, like <laughs> right. thought it was great. Right, right. You have to you have to tailor some of your some of your things to your personalities of your people, but you also have to know your people. <laughs> but the point is, you know, that cost me zero dollars and zero zero cents. Right. And almost none of my time. It was right. on my way by. I'm right. on my way to do something. And I stopped for three seconds and clapped. Right. And that's all it took. Right. So, you know, be creative. Think right. of ways to make an impact. It's not that difficult if you know your people. Exactly. Uh oh. Right. Do That's you know your people? <laughs> All right. So performance punishment is bad. Okay. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. And we just gave you some great ways to stop it. So hope you enjoyed the show. Yes. Again, check out aboveaversleadership.com. You can check out the blog post. It's got a picture of me totally exhausted in the back of a striker. I would like to say for context, though, that day was not a performance punishment day. <laughs> that picture was taken at the end of 72 hours of operations in northern Baghdad. So different circumstances, same imagery though. All right. Um, you earned. <laughs> so check that out at aboveaverleadership.com. Just click on blog and it'll take you there. Check out other free stuff and be sure to tune in next time. Bye. Bye.